Hello and good evening everyone. It is your good friend Mr. Eric Norton and I'm here tonight with my new good friend Sam from Women of the Hobby. I don't know if there's a hotter personality in the hobby right now. She is everywhere on everything doing all kinds of podcasts and all kinds of like I saw, I seen something about her on Golden Auctions the other day. It's been really incredible to, to watch you grow in this space, Sam, and I want to talk about that. But before we get started with that, I got to say thank you to Midwest Brock Space, my sponsor tonight. I want, to, uh, want everybody to go head over to MidwestBrockSpace.com, use code MBB10, you can get yourself 10% off your first break there. All right, Sam, how are you doing? How, uh, how, how are things? <laughs> I'm doing well. I'm doing well. Um, yeah, I have been on a, a few things here recently, so uh, that's been fun, just meeting a lot of different people and... Yeah, I'm excited. It's a it's a happening time, uh, so it's it's really good. So uh, I I I always start the show with hobby history, and mm-hmm. I, I I so I got to know. I, I I watched the video the other day about uh, on Golden Auctions about the Carolina Panthers and and Luke Keekley. So I'm going to assume that's where we start. But tell me a little bit about your hobby history. How how did you get started in this space, and what what was the set that brought you to it? Yeah, yeah. So. I actually started collecting the, I guess, like, I had um, a subscription to Sports Illustrated for Kids. Mm. So I had those cards as a kid. And honestly, I think as a kid, I was probably more interested in just collecting the magazine than the cards inside of them. Uh, But nonetheless, I still had the cards. I would tear them out, you know, just literally tear them out and uh, put them in a binder. So I had those uh, those set of cards that I had, um, you know, from when I was a kid. Uh, but then kind of like everyone, you you know, life, you get older, you have other interests and things like that. So um, I really didn't get back in until about a year ago. Um, I just graduated college. So May of 2020, um, I was at home with my parents before I started my new job in August. So in between that summer, I guess I was just looking for things to do, you know, keeping me busy. Uh, and I stumbled upon sports cards. And then, of course, the first thing I want to go do is go look at that binder and see, you know, what do I have? Like, is there mm-hmm. anything like really cool here? Um, so that's kind of how it originated. And then from there, honestly, it is just like one thing led to another. I went to like a, a sports show, um, card show in South Carolina, uh, just kept kind of keeping an interest on it for sure. Um, and then, yeah, it just it just kept growing. So now, Sam, are you currently in South Carolina? Is that where you live now? I'm not. I'm actually um, in Atlanta, um, okay. but probably have plans to go back. I'm originally from North Carolina, so. Okay. Um, yeah. I was, I, the reason I was asking that is because I spent some time in Greenville, South Carolina, mm-hmm. earlier this year at the South Carolina Comic Con. I didn't see any uh, any sports cards on the floor there. However, the collecting uh, the collecting feel was alive and well there in South Carolina, so. It was kind of uh, kind of cool to see. It was all comic books and Pokemon cards and stuff like that. But it was like uh, I don't know if it was because it was the first time a convention was open in you know the better part of a year or you know what it was. But there, there was just this collecting vibe in South Carolina. I really liked. Did you get that while you were in college at all? Did you did you see any feeling of that? So like in college, I really didn't. Um... Honestly, I really didn't collect or, like, have, like, a, a temperature on, like, the market or anything. Uh, but it is pretty funny. Like, the first show that I went to in South Carolina, it was actually in June. So, I guess some people might say, like, COVID was still a thing. But it was South Carolina, so <laughs> it's kind of out there. Um, but I actually saw someone from college that I knew, which I thought was really neat because I didn't even know this person from college collected. And I was just like, wow, this is crazy. <laughs> That's funny. That's, you know... Y- 
everybody keeps the hobby as their own little secret, and then you run into somebody at a show, and you're like, you do this, now we can have a conversation. Right, exactly. Now, you mentioned uh, an interesting thing that uh, I want to touch on, because when I was a kid, like 87 Tops was my my go-to set, but what really got me into collecting was my sister was getting Sports Illustrated for kids, and they had the the perforated sheets that you would tear out and uh, you know go through those cards. Now, I don't have any of those cards anymore, but it sounds like you might have some. And I'm sure that you're aware by this uh, uh, by now, but some of those can be pretty valuable and collectible. Uh, when you were going back through your your Sports Illustrated for Kids cards, did you notice any of like the Simone Biles or the Jordan? Uh, you, uh, what is it? Mm-hmm. The, the golfer, whatever his name is. Did you notice any of that? Yeah, yeah. So actually, I had like a pretty important year looking back at it. It was like 2008, which was mm. like Curry. So I have like Curry's SI for Kids rookie. Um, and apparently I didn't find them. Honestly, they're probably in the magazines that my mom like made me throw out. But, um, also apparently it has like the Lewis Hamilton one. And I think the Usain Bolt one as well, but I don't have those. I just have the Curry one. Oh man. Lewis Hamilton. And I, Jordan Spieth was the name I was looking for. Oh, okay. Uh, so Lewis Hamilton, Sports Illustrated and Usain Bolt out of, to know that both of their rookies came out of there is just insane i know that we're doing what we're what tops chromes is doing with formula one you know they're calling that a rookie which is fine but you in all actuality you got to go back to that sports illustrated for kids stuff man what a what a time that's a horrible story but it's a great story at the same time (laughs) it's it's that perfect i had these cards and my mom threw them out i didn't know that still existed today but here we are with you and it it actually happened yeah exactly i know i was kind of like like i felt like at first i was only looking for like like Steph Curry I was like oh I have Curry like that's awesome and then like I was like you know there's kind of like been a push for like alternative things like track and and F1 and things like that and so I was like you know these cards I was like wait that looks like the design like that I have and then I, I like go back through and look at them like no I still don't have it like dang mm. <laughs> so that's funny so then after the sports illustrator for kids was there a particular like well I guess you should Maybe tell me the Luke Keekley story because I, I saw some incredible pictures with you and, and Keekley. And everybody loves Luke Keekley, who is in that Carolina area, and for good reason. But what what drew you to the Panthers and Keekley? Yeah, so initially the Panthers, um, I mean, I my parents have had PSL since the Panthers have even been a team. Like mm. I've always gone to Panthers games. Um, probably I don't I've really lost count. There's just a lot. So um I've always been a Panthers fan and with that you know they have their training camp uh in Spartanburg South Carolina um Mm -hmm. that they do at Wofford College and so that's kind of like we I wouldn't say I go to that every year but you know if I have the time I'll make it out there um so that's kind of what happened like what happens and then Luke Keekley, he was awesome I remember when we drafted him I was like playing close close eye on the draft that night I was like who is we drafted a linebacker I was like okay we'll see um but yeah he turned out obviously to be amazing he won defensive rookie of the year and so I actually went to the training camp after he won defensive rookie of the year um and I just thought it was so cool that he literally started at the very beginning of the line like way down at the bottom of the hill and signed every single person all the way through the line and he even stopped to take pictures he was just, he was super nice. And he was like, yeah, like, you know, we asked if we could take a picture. Yep. You can take a picture, like stop, stood, still signed. So he was super awesome just to meet in person. 
And then obviously, um, I think the year after that, he won defensive player of the year, like just in general. Um, and then the next time we tried to go, uh, we still got to get his autograph. However, when we said, can we take a picture? He's like, I'm sorry, I got to keep moving. Just try and snag one. Like he couldn't, he didn't really have enough time to, uh, you know, stop. I think just cause he had so many more people to sign that year. So, you know, it, it's, I, everything I ever saw about him, he was great with his fans. Obviously you just described a perfect story about that. And it's it, it's reminiscent. Have you ever seen video, or do you know stories about the uh, the bike rides that happen in Green Bay during training camp? Have you ever seen those? I have seen that. I've seen that they do that during training camp. Yeah. So that Keekley reminds me a lot of that type of situation. If there was a kid there with a bike that Keekley could ride, he'd probably hop on it and give that kid a ride over to the training facility or whatnot. But like knowing knowing how much Keekley means to Panthers fans. It's it's a it's a crying shame that he's not uh, on the team anymore. But like, what a great presence to have, Sam. You you grew up with it. I mean, you grew up watching him, and that's got to be. I mean, you're going to be able to tell your kids about that someday. Like I I saw Luke Keekley play, and I have this picture with him, and I got his autograph. That's going to be an incredible story to tell uh, for the next generation of collector. Are are there other stories that you have like that that you're saving memories that you're saving to maybe pass on someday? Yeah. Um, yeah, I think that will be obviously watching the Keekley play has been amazing. Um, I don't, I think like, honestly, just in terms of the hobby and where it's at right now, I mean, I think these are the times that you'll be telling stories about just because of how, uh, I guess, exciting it is. Um, and just like all the different things going about. Um, obviously I hope to be in it for like a lifelong member. Um, so yeah, I just think these stories and like going to these shows and like meeting all these different people, it's like, you remember that, that time back in like 2020 when you just met a bunch of people on the internet and then the next year you were able to meet in person. Like, uh, so these are definitely the times that, uh, I think the stories will be written about. That, that, that year, 2020, where you met a bunch <laughs> of people on the internet, how true is that? That is, that is, uh just unfathomable how like how that happened you know we all got closer almost as as COVID hit and now we're you know we're coming out of this and the nationals coming up Sam do you have any plans to be in Chicago yeah yeah so I will be there um I'm sad that I won't be there Thursday I know a lot of things are happening Thursday um but I'll be there Friday through pretty much the whole day Sunday um so I'm pretty excited it's obviously my first one um, I'm, I'm like already feeling overwhelmed with the fact that I know I'm going to be overwhelmed. So it's just kind of like, oh, I kind of need to just, I know some people are like, oh, make a plan. Some people are like, oh, just, just see people. So there's lots of different things I think to do in a short period of time. Yeah. So from experience, especially from the, from the Rosemont location at the uh, Donald E. Stevenson Center, it is, uh, it's packed in there. And uh, this year it's going to be even more so. So this being your first time, can I can I give you a few tips? Oh yeah, of course. I'm always willing to listen. <laughs> All right. First thing, like the most important thing that you need to know right now is you better get a good, comfortable pair of shoes. You you need if you need some Dr. Scholl's, you better get some because you're going to do a lot of walking. And there's there, from one end to another. Like I'll give you an example. When I was there, the last time I was in Chicago, so not last year, the year before, I worked. I walked 13 miles one day. Wow. That, that's, that's crazy. Right. So mm -hmm. uh, a lot of that was me chasing down Gary V trying to get him on the show, but it, it, you know, that's, that's how it was. I walked 13 miles. I couldn't believe it. So one, wear comfortable shoes Two, 
come with a plan. It, like I know that you just mentioned, you know, some people say, you know, come with a plan, you know, whatever you wing it. Like I don't if you're if you're coming to, to find say Luke Keekley cards, be prepared for what you want to know. Have your list ready and don't skip on the dollar boxes or the dime boxes or the quarter the quarter boxes because sometimes people mistakenly put things in there that they're that you know they maybe they want to sell for more. So go ahead and, and do that. And then three, I, I don't this is my biggest one for me in Chicago. Uh, Sam, how do you feel like feel about Pepsi? So I'm actually not a soda person, uh, okay. so I'm kind of indifferent, I guess. <laughs> Bring some water then, because Pepsi is Pepsi is king there in the Rosemont Center. There is a Starbucks across the lobby, but mm. it's always packed. So uh, br- bring some water, and you'll be good. I, I think uh, my biggest advice to you, though, is, is from your first time, is just uh, be ready to experience. Like this is a traveling museum almost. Uh, things that you've never seen before in the sports world, you're going to be able to see uh, here on the on the grandest stage of them all. Like I'm like, I'm saying this like this is WrestleMania. Uh, <laughs> so, but like, are you going to be doing, are you going to be doing content from the show? Is that, is that what your plan is? Uh, I know. I still really need to narrow down my plan, honestly. But um, yeah, I mean, I think my, like my main goal uh, is my, honestly, it's not really content. I don't really do the content where you like, do like vlog type style. I think if anything, I'd like to just connect with a few people beforehand and just say like, can we meet up like maybe after the show or like sometime that night and like just do maybe an interview there, but like not on the show floor. I think number one, I don't really have the audio equipment for that because I would assume you need like a mic and all that stuff and I'm not that fancy. So I just have my iPhone. Um, So like that that's one aspect of it but yeah honestly i'm kind of looking forward to just like going through those dollar bins and things like that i mean that's kind of like i think that's the best part it's like kind of like treasure hunting honestly is like those small little cards and you find something you're like yeah i think this is worth more than a quarter or a dollar mm-hmm. um so that's super fun but also i forgot i mentioned all the things for happening thursday also i've i saw that the lineup for the tri-star like autograph luke keekley is going to be there Thursday I'm mm. not there I was like oh man um yeah so I'm gonna be doing content I think meeting with people obviously walking the floor um and yeah luckily I do have comfortable shoes like so I'll definitely bring those I've heard that as well like the amount of walking I mean yeah 13 miles that's a lot like it's a lot that is that is a lot hey Sam I gotta pause right here and take a moment to show off my legacy sports art spotlight and tonight, I'm going to show this beautiful Steve Iserman from my, my friend Jamie Thomas up in Toronto. This is an absolute gem of a card. Sam, are you artistic at all? Uh, Not really, but I appreciate it. So, like, when you look at this Iserman here on the screen, that, like, I can't do that. Could you do that? Uh, No. <laughs> no. <laughs> Absolutely not from Sam and I both. So, uh, I tell you who can do this though. That's Jamie Thomas. Go check him out. Uh, the little scroll at the bottom of your screen, uh, legacysportsart.com. Use code BLP2021 and you get yourself 10% off your first uh, order there. That's uh, 10% off a custom sketch card. And what a wonderful way to add to your collection, uh, this Platinum Master Series. This is a Steve Eiserman. It's already gone. Somebody's already purchased it. But uh, Jamie can do whatever you would like. He can he can draw your legacy and let uh, please allow him let him know that we sent you over there. Steve Eiserman for the win here. Hey Sam, how do you feel about hockey? You are I know that the Canes play in Carolina. Are you are you a, a Canes fan? Uh, I um 
I feel like I wouldn't do it justice justice if I said I was, but I mean, I am like, I appreciate all of the like Carolina sports, mainly North Carolina and they're in Raleigh. So, uh, but I don't keep up with them. Like uh, if they were in the playoffs and like, or the finals really, I'd be like, Oh, let's go Canes. But I definitely don't watch like mid season. <laughs> you know, you, you said you're in Atlanta. Now Atlanta has had a few different franchises, uh, m- most notably the Atlanta Flames, which became the Calgary Flames, and then of course the uh, Atlanta Thrashers, which are no longer in existence as well. I was just kind of gauge you on hockey to see how you <laughs> feel about it. Uh, I I used to be the hockey analyst at Beckett, so I, I got a little bit of affinity for the game. But I understand not everybody watches the Canes. It's it's just how it is, right? <laughs> All right. Uh, I brought you on this evening because I wanted to talk about women of the hobby. I want so. We, we've got about your hobby history, your, you know, you're going to the national and everything. And I asked you about content uh, because I think this is a great opportunity for you to meet some of those people, uh, some of those ladies in the hobby that you, you've spoken with or hopefully would like to spoke, speak to in the future. Tell me about what what struck you about podcasting or webcasting and made you wanted to do this, uh, this wonderful, wonderful show that you do that actually, I'm, I'm going to be honest with you. It was really needed. It was really needed in this space because uh, I, I, this is no secret. This is a male-dominated space, and but there's a lot of great women in the hobby too who who have a lot to offer. So, w- what what made you want to start this? Yeah. So as I mentioned, I got back in like um, May of 2020, that summer, um, whatnot, and then I would say around like uh, November and December, like I was still kind of like in the hobby, but I didn't really feel like I had like those strong connections that a lot of people say is like their favorite part about the hobby. Mm-hmm. And I didn't like, you know, I can be like, I can definitely have connections with guys and males and whatnot, but I kind of felt like I was just like missing those like group of girls that I wanted to talk about cards with. And so that was kind of like my, like, I guess, prime motivator for starting this woman of the hobby. I really just like personally myself also wanted to meet other women so it's like, you know, what better way to do that than to just go out there and try and like interview them myself um, and just kind of hear their stories of like, I knew there were women in there, like in the hobby, and I knew they'd been there a lot longer than I had been. So um, that's just something that I kind of just took upon myself. I was like, I don't really see anything else out there like that right now. So I'll, I'll just go and do it. Um, so, yeah, it's been super fun. And yeah, I appreciate it. I also kind of feel feel like it was needed um, just so they can like there can be a spotlight or just kind of like there doesn't really need to be anything to say, look like we're here and we're better. It's more just like we're here like too, just right. we're here as well. So, so with that being said, uh, you're what 20 episodes in 21 episodes in. Yeah. We just hit 20. So <laughs> it's slowly growing. Hey, look at there's just John Newman right there. Uh, well, yeah. You were on his show last week, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. So uh, with, with that being said, you're so you're 20 in, has there been a, a personality in the hobby so far that like is maybe surprised you a little bit uh, on on the female side of things that maybe you weren't maybe that you didn't know about that was really knowledgeable or brought something to the table that you were excited about um honestly like one person that kind of sticks out to me just because i felt like i was really early on like i think it was like episode three or something and Mm -hmm. i just really i guess i didn't know what i was getting myself into like or anything like that and i interviewed um sharon black jaded wolf oh yeah Uh, yeah yeah she's been in here for a while and i didn't know that i was just like oh she's awesome like um so yeah i think hearing from her was really cool just because she had such a unique perspective being like a a really big dealer that sets up at like pretty much all the big shows and she just she does this for a living 
Um, so that was super awesome to hear from her and just kind of how long she's been doing this. And I think it was also good to hear, you know, she mentioned when she like first was setting up that it was kind of hard and, you know, she was like, didn't necessarily maybe get the respect or anything like that. So, um, it was just good to hear that, you know, I think she was also excited about like, just like the platform and everything like that. She's been super supportive. So, uh, she's kind of a person that sticks out and I know she'll be in Atlanta and, um, the national as well. So. Yeah, Sharon is one of those people that will catch you by surprise, as my son's head is in the background. <laughs> uh, she, she'll she catch you by surprise because, uh, and, and I mean, no disrespect, but, you know, Sharon's all of like five five foot, you know, mm-hmm. and, but she's a huge personality. And I love that about her. She is very knowledgeable. She When you look at her collection and the things that she has for sale, you're like, uh, damn, you know, yeah. because <laughs> this, is, this is pretty great. So. As, as you've as you've been doing this, and I, like I said, you, we just heard from John, and you know you were on his show that last week. You're on this show this week. I see that you you just signed up to be on Hobby Hotline. Uh, how, how do you think? Do you think you're making the male side stand up and notice? Because that it feels like that what it that's what it is. Uh, yeah, I I kind of do. Um, yeah, I think that's shown obviously, and I think a lot of the like invites to be on different shows is I think part of it is they're just looking maybe like for something new and different, but also I think they like they're genuinely interested and want to hear. Okay, like I kind of want to be a part of this. Like, yeah, there are women out there. Maybe like if we notice this more, just appreciate it more. Uh, you know, more women will come in and just grow the hobby even more. Is there a, is there a, a female person a female? personality in the hobby that you you want to interview or maybe uh you, you know you would like to interview but you just you don't have that connection yet or maybe uh you know it's it's you may may feel like it's out of reach um mm, honestly uh i kind of just i don't want to say i go at it with like a blind eye but i uh i just kind of reach out to people and um Honestly, one thing I've kind of noticed within the hobby, too, is a lot of people's hobby accounts, they don't have, like, profile pictures or, like, anything like that. So you maybe you don't have a face to the name. So that's what I mean when, like, a blind eye just kind of message and I'm like, hey, you know, I've never seen your face before, but would you, like, want to come on type of thing? Uh, So I don't really know if there's anyone kind of out of reach or anything like that. But one person I am interested um, hopefully in connecting to is uh, someone who's also just who is in the hobby for business uh, as a female is Ty from Bullpen uh, in mm. LA. So I'm, I have talked with her a little bit on like clubhouse and, and we've messaged a little bit, but I definitely think she's a personality that uh, I want to get, want to get to know more as well. So Ty is one of those names where like, if you know who she is, she's, she's great. And she, mm-hmm. she's, she's there to help you out uh, a lot. I, when I, but, I was asking this just to see if you maybe knew who this was, but uh, oh, okay. Stephanie Carlson from Panini. Do you know who that is? No. So that's one thing that I am interested in, though, is not just interviewing collectors, but just women literally in the hobby. Like, yeah, like from a uh, like a car producer or just like anything like that. But I, I haven't heard that name. Uh, what does she do? She... I'm not even trying. I'm not even pulling punches when I- she pretty much runs Panini. Okay. <laughs> I mean, obviously there, 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 there's a president and there, you know, there are people above her head, but st- like Stephanie is the engine that makes that, that, that go. And she's, she is a great, great guest. She's got a lot of knowledge. Uh, she's been around the hobby for a long, long time. And I would love to see someone like that end up on your show. Uh, it's definitely a, a name to be chasing after because mm-hmm. that's such wonderful things wonderful things for the hobby that people probably don't even know about it. I've interviewed her one time. 
once. And I <laughs> like, it was probably the best 35 minutes I've ever done on the mic because she was so knowledgeable. And it's something that I think that if more people knew about who she was and what she did, it, they would be drawn to her story. And it's really worth one worth reaching out to her to see if that happened. I, I have her connection information. Maybe I'll pass that along to you if no one else tells her. <laughs> um, <laughs> so, all right. What, what's the, what's the end game with uh, women of the hobby? Because I, I, I can, are you only, are you only on YouTube and Instagram? How does that work? Yeah. Yeah. So only on YouTube and Instagram, like the other like Spotify and things like that. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. So that's what I'm on now. Um, the end game though, uh, honestly, it's just to keep growing it. I think I, I do want to get more of a variety of guests on, like, as mm -hmm. you kind of alluded to with Stephanie. Um, I also kind of want, I've had like one, um, I guess professional athlete come on. She was part of the uh, a professional volleyball league, mm -hmm. and so that's kind of something that I want to add in more is like getting more like female athletes possibly to come on and different things like that. I think that would be really neat uh, because I think a lot of the people within the hobby on the male side they really enjoy when they see you know like male athletes really. I think I think I've seen some people join breaks and things like that. So uh, I think it would be fun to get um, you know more female athletes involved as well. So speaking of female athletes, what do you think when you see a product like uh, Panini Prism WNBA just blow up? Mm -hmm. uh, I think it's awesome. Uh, the WNBA Prism, actually, I have it. I have the box uh, still over there, but um, that was the only my first like hobby box that I opened was Prism number one. It was the most affordable for me at the time, uh, and number two. Um, so I went to South Carolina, the Gamecock, and so mm -hmm. we have a lot of players in the WNBA. Um, so it was super exciting to hopefully like get the rookies and things like that. Um, but I think it's awesome overall. I think, you know, it will, obviously I think it's going to take some time to just kind of catch on just because I don't think there are as many sets and people like to collect older things, newer things, but, um, I think it's great to see. I think it's awesome too. I think it's, uh, you know, the WNBA has had sets before and mm -hmm. it, it really took prism to push it forward and i'm glad that i'm glad that panini did it it's a it's a wonderful set even tops had their softball set that they did it was an on-demand uh, softball set that was absolutely fantastic uh for for women as well so uh with that being said we're in the last five minutes that means it's time for the final five but before we get to these random questions can you please tell my listeners where they can find you on social media yeah yeah of course so the social media is at women of the hobby on instagram um mainly where we're at is on Instagram, but also on YouTube. So the YouTube is also Women of the Hobby. Um, so yeah, that's where you can find me or go, the platform as well. Go check her out. I promise you, you will enjoy it. She's only 20 episodes in, but she's got a hell of a show. It's, it's a lot <laughs> of fun to watch and pay attention to. Uh, with that being said, I want to say one final thank you to my sponsor, Midwest Box Breaks. You can see their code scrolling at the bottom of the screen. MBB10 save you 10% off your first break there at Midwest Tell Ben and the team that we sent you over there and give them some love. All right. Are you ready for the final five, Sam? <laughs> yeah, I'm very interested to see uh, what's going to pop up here. These are completely five random questions that I selected from my pod decks. What uh, would you rather deck? So uh, let's have some fun with this. Show some personality, Sam, okay? I want you to show <laughs> okay. some personality. Okay. All right. Would you rather be able to erase people's memory or predict their future? um definitely predict your future 
Um, and I think the first thought that popped into my head is because I think you can make a lot of money off of uh, telling people what's going to happen in the future. <laughs> can you imagine being able to predict people's futures uh, card value wise? You know, exactly. and just, <laughs> just take that all the way to the bank. It would be right, awesome. Right, right. All right. Uh, this is a this is a funny question. Would you rather have your head be too big for your body or your hands that are too small for your for your arms? Oh, uh, I'm definitely going to go with hands. Um, I think because like hands you can cut out of pictures. I think mm. hands are kind of like easier to hide, whereas like I actually kind of already have a big head. Um, so <laughs> like uh, I don't need it any bigger, really. But um. Yeah, so I'm definitely going to go with hands because you can hide it. And I think a head, like, you know, people, they, whatever they do, they make impressions, like, for seven seconds or whatever. I think that's a lot to do with the head, so. <laughs> okay, I got you. I, I got you. Next question. If you could be any Avenger, which one would you be? Um, oh, uh. Jeez, I really don't know the Avengers that well, uh -oh. but I think uh, Captain America is one of them. <laughs> is he one of them? He is. Iron yes. Man? Okay. Uh, yeah, I'll go with Captain America just because um, I like the U.S. And go USA this summer. Go. So. <laughs> That's right. Go USA this summer. All right. Hey, Lucas, can you please get out? <laughs> Thank you very much. Sam, Sam will say hello to you in a moment. I promise. All right. Would you rather pull a tooth with a pair of pliers? Or brand yourself with a cattle prod? Oh, my gosh. Um, so I actually really hate teeth. Like, teeth, like, I do not like teeth at all. I don't like the dentist. So, but branding, I don't think I, oh, I, don't think I like that either. Um, I'd probably just go with the tooth, honestly. <laughs> I've never pulled a tooth with a pair of pliers, but being branded scares me. Like, I don't yeah. want I, that's, that's, that's nothing I want to be a part of. All right, final question. And this is an imperative one. I, I need you to think about how you're going to answer this question because this is going to tell us a lot about how you're going to act uh, in Chicago. Would you rather have deep dish pizza or thin crust pizza? Oh, um, deep dish for Wrong sure. Wrong answer. Deep dish pizza is disgusting. It's a it's a casserole. No one wants a casserole. <laughs> oh, I love it though. I love all the cheese. I've actually never had like a true deep dish like Chicago style, so I'm super excited. I, that's definitely on the books. Like that's one thing that I'm I'm pretty sure I'm definitely gonna plan <laughs> beforehand. So uh, there, uh, Lou Malinati's is like my preferred deep dish. I don't know that there's one directly around the uh, Donald Stevenson Center area. But uh, look, Neo Cards knows what's up. New York style pizza all the way. That's right, Neo. That's right. <laughs> need that New York style. I don't I don't need this deep dish stuff. But if you're going to, like, if you want to go to Giordano's, Giordano's is not mm -hmm. too far from the, the convention center. Uh, be prepared to wait, though. I Last time I was there, I waited an hour and a half to get in. And then I waited another hour and a half for my pizza. So mm. it's it's a like you got to plan ahead on this. So be prepared for that, okay? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Awesome. Sam, uh, thank you so much for joining me tonight. I, I hope you enjoyed it. I hope the questions weren't too hard. And I, I really wanted to shed a spotlight on what you do and, and uh, how you do it. I, 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 I'm really – I don't know you, but I'm proud of you. I'm, I'm proud of you for taking this step up and putting uh, putting women in the spotlight that they deserve to be in the hobby because there's a lot of great ladies out there in the hobby that that really uh, – that people need to know about that make this thing move. And uh, it's it's time for you guys to, to have a, a, a name, a, a voice in uh, – I, I really respect what you're doing. 
Yeah, yeah. Thank you so much for having me on. And yeah, I really appreciate kind of all the kind words. Uh, it's awesome to have the support. And yeah, I'm sure I'll see you, uh, you know, talk to you in the future as well. Awesome. We'll see you in Chicago, I'm sure. Hey, hang out backstage for me. Everybody else, that's going to be it for tonight. I have a special 1.30 p.m. Central start time tomorrow with my man Rocco from the uh, – you guys, have you guys ever seen Mayans? He, he plays Rocco on Mayans. He's a, a huge – He's a, he's a veteran, he's an entrepreneur, he's a podcaster, he's an actor, he's a card collector. And we're going to have a special 1.30 start time tomorrow with uh, with uh, Vin- Vince Vegas, Vargas, and we're going to have a good time uh, when we do that. Sam, hang out backstage. Everybody else, good night. God bless. We'll see you tomorrow.